Hi, and thanks for joining me for today's Todd Talk, where we take teaching theory and turn it into teaching practice. What we're going to be talking about today is a continuation of our enrichment in the classroom. This enrichment is for gifted kids. This enrichment is for non-gifted kids. This enrichment is for any student that seeks to be challenged. Um, whether it's challenging their thinking, uh, challenging their creativity, uh, just challenging them in general. Uh, how can we get kids thinking outside of the box and using their abilities to do new things? So what we're going to be talking about today specifically are what are called enrichment clubs. Enrichment clubs are just as they sound. They're clubs meant to enrich students. Uh, and these can be done and in, in, in set up in various ways. So for example, this could just be something that you are interested in doing. So I know a teacher who is very interested in Dungeons and Dragons. So he just opens up his room after school once a week for kids to come and play Dungeons and Dragons. And some kids come who have never played before and they learn. Some kids know what they're doing and they develop their characters and their, their worlds. Um, but he just makes a space for them to be able to do this. He's not necessarily getting up and doing a lesson on Dungeons and Dragons. He's just providing the opportunity for students to do this. And, and of course, that uses a lot of creative thinking uh, and a lot of uh, imagination to be able to do something like that. So it could be something informal like that. It could be something formal. So if you have a gifted program or if you have a um, like Leader in Me program, which uh, some schools do, then what you can do is once a month you have these leadership teams where students are going to be doing something that involves, you know, enrichment. Um, and so you can set that up in various ways. So it can be very formal uh, where once a month students or once every other week, students are meeting with you and you are guiding them through this, these enrichment activities. Um, the suggestion that I would give is that you choose an enrichment activity that you feel passionate about. Uh, because one thing you don't want is for this to be another thing for you as a teacher. If you're passionate about it, if you care about it, just like students, you'll be more motivated to do it. You'll want to do it, not because you have to do it, but because it's something that interests you. And so what I'm going to be talking about today are five different enrichment clubs that you might try in your classroom that are fairly simple to uh, to, to pull off and to uh, you know moderate. Um, and it's going to allow students the opportunity to uh, be enriched in their thinking. So the first one I'm going to talk about is chess. So I run chess clubs at several buildings in my district and, and wherever I've been, I've run chess clubs because chess uses um, very creative thinking. Uh, it, it forces students to be thoughtful about their strategy. It forces them to think about what they're doing before they do it, something that gifted kids have a lot of, a lot of challenge with. And it's, it slows down their thinking process uh, to where their thinking is more effective. Uh, so I really enjoy using Chess Club for this reason. Now, my level of chess is not that high. I know the basic rules of chess. Um, and so when I work with students, a lot of times they're beginners or they're, you know, they're just starting out. And so I teach them these basics. And eventually, if they get to a point where they can move beyond those basics, you know, I try to come up with lessons or find videos that they can watch that are going to challenge them even further. Um, but, you know, eventually what hopefully happens in a, a club like this is my the kids become better players than I am, which is not that difficult. But, you know, that they're they're pushing themselves to that next level of, of chess. And so it's fairly simple. Uh, you know, you just basically need chess boards 
um, and uh, you know, and students that are, that are willing to play. So I've done this with kids as young as kindergartners and first graders, all the way up until you know junior high students. So chess club is a good way again to challenge the thinking of students, um, and it's relatively simple to set up. I mean. You can do it as simply as just providing the boards and the pieces and letting kids play um, and kids come and they already have that background knowledge of how to play. They can just it's just a space for them to play. Uh, you could have more formal lessons. Uh, sometimes I will run a, just a, like a brief 10 minute lesson on some strategy I want them to think about. So how you set it up is completely up to you. The second enrichment club I want to talk about is what's called a STEM club. So I've talked about STEM opportunities in another talk talk, but the way the STEM club works is that you just have an, a, a space for students to, again, think outside the box using STEM practices. So the, the science, technology, engineering, and math, uh, but basically it's using the engineering design process. So how do students get a problem? How do they try to develop a solution to that problem? And what does that look like? So for example, when I run STEM clubs, I often do uh, what I call the, uh, the paper airplane challenge, where I ask students to um, make an airplane that will fly the furthest. And that's what I challenge them to do. And so students research different paper airplanes, they test their own airplanes and what works and what doesn't. And so eventually a final showcase where they are going to fly their plane and the goal being who's can fly the furthest. It's really simple. Uh, takes a few weeks to do this if we're meeting like once a week um, and it allows kids to be creative without costing you a ton of, of you know resources so all you need is a stack of paper um, and you know the internet so they can watch YouTube videos on how to form some of these planes um, and the space for them to fly these planes and so you are actually encouraging kids to fly paper airplanes in your class something that sometimes uh, we're trying to discourage them from doing. So it's a lot of fun in that as well. But there are other STEM activities that you can do, and there's plenty of stuff, uh, plenty of resources online where you can look up STEM activities. But a STEM club is basically just a space for them to be able to put this, this into practice and to be able to put this process in, in, into, into work. So that is STEM club. A third one that you might consider, uh, and sometimes they can be subject specific, like the STEM club, the science and math, but you can also do a language arts. So if you're someone who's really into language arts or you're really into writing or reading, you could form like a book club. I mean, there are adult book clubs out there who, where adults read a book and then they get together and have a discussion about that. And that discussion then takes that book to another level because you're getting different perspectives and getting different ideas. You're getting how, people saw different things. And so these can be really rewarding. And so you could run book clubs with your students. You could say, hey, we're going to read this book if you're interested. I you know read it and then we're going to meet after school and talk about it or before school and talk about it or during a study hall or during you know your lunch or whatever. You can set up the structure that you want to do. But the idea here is that students are choosing books because they want to, not because they're being forced to. And they're not having to do, you know, um, uh, mandatory t quizzes to see if they're doing their reading. The motivation here is that other people are going to be doing the reading as well and, and talking about these books. And so that will motivate them to read. So this kind of fosters a love of reading, um, which I think a lot of times our schools actually do a poor job of. We actually you know, foster kids to dislike reading because they're being forced to do it and they have no choice in what it, that they're doing. So 
giving kids the choice to do this or giving them, it doesn't have to be necessarily the same book. You could have a theme um, and then students can pick different books that they would like to read. And then they could bring that and you could talk about that theme overall in these various books. And that way students are getting different suggestions from other students as books that might be interesting for them to read. You could also do a creative writing club. Creative Writing Club is just, a, again, a space where students can come and write creatively, something that we don't do a whole lot in our schools. Um, and so, you know, this could be writing poetry. It could be writing a screenplay. It could be writing a short story. It could be writing a novel. But typically, the way that these manifest themselves for me is it's an after-school club and, um, and students are, I actually did it in school as well um, because we would have a dedicated time for that. And students would just come and I would maybe give a, a brief, again, a brief lesson on something to think about, whether it's story structure or character development or things of that nature. And then students would would work on their own writing and they would workshop it and they would with each one with one another. And the nice thing about these clubs that I've described so far is you don't necessarily have to be the one running them. Um, you have to be the one organizing them, but you don't have to be calling all the shots and, you know, uh, leading students along. You can just say, here's something that you want to, might want to do, and then give them space and resources to do that. And so Creative Writing Club is a good way to do that, um, it all, especially if you lo love writing yourself. Um, and again, this shouldn't be about, th th so this is fostering that love of writing, not because you have to write, but because you want to write. And so that's what we're tapping into with a lot of these enrichment clubs is students are choosing what they want to do, and it's a passion that they have or something that they're interested in. So they're, they're more bound to be motivated as a result. A fourth club that you might would consider is culture clubs. So a lot of times what these look like, especially at high school level, is like a Spanish club or a French club. These are people who are interested in these languages and they get together and, you know, talk, talk in these languages and talk, you know, and, and work outside of the classroom on these languages and, and what these languages can bring to them. Um, it could be something, I had a teacher that was, had gone to Korea. And so she was really interested in sharing what she had learned from her trip to Korea. And so she created her enrichment club, which we, we met once a week where they looked at Korean culture and they got to learn about uh, you know her experiences. They get to see her pictures um, of her trip and got to, to kind of delve in deeper to a culture that was different from their own. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be language-based. It can be culture-based. It doesn't necessarily have to be foreign. It could be, you know, a culture could be um, LGTB um, club. It could be, you know, uh, you know, celebrating a heritage, whether it's Hispanic or African-American or there's all sorts of opportunities. Um, but again, you should not be the one that's calling all the shots. You should just provide a space and a platform for students and then students kind of drive where these clubs are going. Um, so it could be like they're creating an MLK presentation for the school or um, if, they, if they're doing a Spanish club, they're, they're having a, a food get together for, you know, teacher, parent-teacher conference night, and they're providing the food, and it's all a Spanish-based food or Mexican-based food. So there, there's lots of things that they can choose to do. Um, and you, they, the point is that you give them the opportunity to do this, to kind of decide for themselves what this club is going to do, rather than being so structured. The final enrichment club that I'm just going to suggest is peer tutoring. One thing I do not um, advocate for is having gifted students, when they're done with their work, tutor kids who are struggling with their work. That This is not what this is about because a couple of things are going on there. First off, the student is not 
volunteering to do this. They're being asked to do this. They're being forced to do this. And secondly, you know, this might not be just because they got done with their work. It isn't going to grow their own learning uh, by going back and trying to break it down for this student who doesn't get it. And so we want to be encouraging the growth of these gifted students. And so peer tutoring is a little bit different, though. Peer tutoring is voluntary. You know, you have a certain subject area that you're very skilled in, whether it be math or science or language arts. And would you like to, to, to work with a student who is struggling with that? And it may not be like a massive struggle, but it may be just a student that needs pushed over the top, needs challenge themselves. And so, again, this could be something that's done during the school day, you know, during study hall or during, you know, a lunch or recess. Could be an after school, before school. You could volunteer at the library who often libraries often will have uh, tutoring um, clubs and you can be a part of that. Um, but the idea here is that you the one thing as the organizer of this that you need to make sure you're doing is reflecting with students all the time. In other words, just because someone is really good at math doesn't mean that they're really good at teaching math. So are there things, uh, you know, you need to guide them towards or to point them towards to where is there, you know, how to take this math and teach others about it? So you just don't want to throw students at other students. You want to be purposeful about, hey, this is what this might look like. Um, this is what you might want to develop. This is what you might want to do. Again, you're not calling all the shots, but you're providing a structure that students can kind of plug in their own knowledge and their own experiences to be able to provide this peer tutoring. And, you know, it does promote leadership amongst gifted students. It promotes um, them being able to use their, their gifts and their abilities uh, for something positive uh, to help others uh, and to, to help with the, the school community. So these are five enrichment club suggestions. You can do anything you want. I've had teachers that were really into beading, and so they had a beading club. Um, I had teachers that were really into movies, and so they would do a film club with students. So the suggestion that I'm going to have is that you pick something that you really care about, that you don't do this for the sake of because you're supposed to, but because you want to. Um, very early in my career, I was really interested in writing, so I wanted to, to, to support that by starting a school newspaper. And so we had a school newspaper, and I did this after school as an after school club. And students just signed up for it who wanted to come, and and we then worked on a, a, a newspaper together. Um, I've done other things, such as creative writing clubs. I've done um, you know theater. I've done uh, you know other things as well, which are basically just spaces for students to come and be able to enrich themselves and practice these activities with others. Um, and so that's what enrichment clubs do. If you're interested, a lot of the enrichment clubs I talked about today are further ex ex expounded upon in my a book that I wrote for Proof Rock Press called en Enrichment Activities for Gifted Students, um, which you see here. So if you're interested in learning further about it, you can check that out. I also talk about mostly about nationally vetted programs that exists. Um, and so uh, if you're, and I talked about that in another Todd talk, but you know, I, I talk about that in this book as well.